Hey, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz, and uh, something special today. We actually have Andy is back in town. I think last week he was in uh, Italy, is what I surfing. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> surfing. <laughs> <laughs> we thought in between uh, some waves you would uh, call in, but it never happened, so... No, I had to get back. You know, the Christmas lights are getting ready to be set up here. I know it's the beginning of October, but we got to begin now. So I had to come back in town for it. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, So we're sponsored today by Independent Order of Vaude Fellows, Checkbook Lodge number 56. So, uh, yeah, they've been out and around. uh, uh, This is their 175th year in Porter – well, in Valpo, actually. I mean, Porter County, but Valpo. And – is it the only one in uh, Porter County, by the way, or is there other organizations inside of the county? No, well, that's the only one left in Porter County. There used to be Wow, Couch, Chesterton. Um, I want to say, that, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it was Portage or somewhere out in that direction. And then, uh, yeah, so now it's, they're the only ones in, um, well, if we say Northwest Indiana as being Lake County and Porter County, and LaPorte County, they are the only ones left. So, oh, in the whole Tri-County area. Wow, correct. I didn't know that. Correct. Yeah, there's there's one in Rochester. There's one in Culver. There's one, uh, I think there's two in Rochester because one's called Center. Uh, so and otherwise, that's really it. Everything else is south. So, so when you talk about the future of the organization, is there new people joining the Valpo or is it? Kind of aging out, or how's yeah. well? It, it kind of both. That's a tough question. <laughs> no, I mean it's like any organization; it's aging out. But there are, as of right now, there's one person that has uh, asked to be uh, petitioned in, and then oh, cool. uh, the odds are there'll be another one because uh, this is a, a guy and his his girlfriend is interested, but she didn't fill out the application yet, so. The odds are we'll get both of them, and then so there'll be two, and and they're relatively young. I think they're in their late thirties, early forties, which sounds for some of the listeners that might be old, but as organizations <laughs> go, that's kind of young. Yeah, a lot of the people yeah, are, exactly. You know, seventies and eighties. But um, and then there's another gentleman that I I got a phone call the other day, and I saw him at the county fair. He had one of the uh, the booths, the vendors, and. Uh, he had inquired about it, so I've got to – actually, I think one of the other guys is going to reach out to him and, and see. So potentially three, but for sure one of the three. So, yeah, we're – And all our potential listeners now that could want to <laughs> join up. Because I'll tell you what, when I found out about the organization, obviously it was through Greg, um, but we were talking, and Greg was involved in these different organizations, and he told me, and I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason that you decided to go with the Odd Fellows is because they're active. It's not just a community group that's getting together and, and having drinks and not really, you know, uh, that's a great group too. Don't get me wrong, great groups. <laughs> but um, they call fraternities. <laughs> orga- yeah, yeah. This organization is actually in the community. You can see them at the Popcorn Fest. You can see them at, you know, the Halloween handing out the frisbees and different stuff. So it is a great organization, and I, I just wanted to spread that word because. There might be someone listening. They're like, hey, you know, I want to do something. And they're thinking of one or two organizations. Well, this is a great one if you're looking for something to do. Sure. And uh, and, and you don't have to do, you know, anything or all the stuff. There, there are a few that are extremely inactive, but most people kind of pick and choose. You know, we have our bike giveaways and stuff. We fix bikes and give those away. And then there's we wash dishes at a, a soup uh, kitchen, you know, once a month. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the Unity Cafe, we, we, well, there's only a few. Yeah, there's there's three or four of us that help out there, whatever they need on Friday nights at the uh, Living Hope Church. And and we can mention that, too. You know, if anyone wants a, a free meal, come on down to the Living Hope Church on by Evans and Calumet, right across from Fair, Old Fairgrounds Park. And it uh, starts at 530, and uh, it goes until the food runs out, uh, usually about 630, quarter to 7 if you get you know past six thirty, it's kind of pushing it a little bit, uh, but but you know it's it, it's all good and um, 
And it's great conversation. You you get an opportunity to meet people in the community that you might not otherwise have talked to. And, right. you know, I felt a little out of place at first thinking, well, hey, Greg's inviting me to this dinner. It's it's going to be, you know, it, to me, it's like, well, I hate to go there and eat this free food because obviously I, I've got money to pay for food. I'm not down on my luck at, at the moment. Um, but it wasn't like that. You know, you can make a donation and pay for your food that you got there, but you also have an opportunity to meet with all these different different people in the community and different people in the community on a higher level that are helping them out, like such as yourself and Sam Burgett and all the other people. Yeah. You and, know, so. and again, you know, I, I can't remember the, the other day I was there, the, uh, the last Friday they had uh, some, somebody was looking for a, a donation box and we're like, I don't know where it is. I mean, cause it's, <laughs> so somebody Sam, someone saw Sam and, and she got the money to her, you know, but, but again, yeah, don't, you know, by no means, if somebody has, has the means to pay for a meal, they're still not by no means obligated. And cause it's not meant, it, it's meant to have conversations, you know, have a meal with some people that maybe you don't know. And maybe you do know, maybe you walk in with five people and you have dinner with those five people. That's okay. But it's well, and I was. It's also like you mentioned the, the an eye-opening experience because to me, when I was talking to some of these people that were down on the log, actually it was Aiden and I, I think, or it might have been Bella and I, it was one of the two. One and of the many. We, we, the clan. Yeah, yeah, one of the many twelve kids that came. <laughs> um, but but we go there and, and we're talking to this gentleman. And he's talking about how you know he was down in southern Indiana and came up here and he's on a bike. I think he was on a bike. As a matter of fact, he had a uh, backpack and at some point he was camping on the side of the road. Someone stole his backpack. Well, his backpack had all his IDs, all his you know information about himself. So he was kind of like you know, what do I do? How do I get a job? How do I, you know, get a phone and communicate and all this other stuff? And it's like, whoa, these are things that personally I would have never thought about. And luckily there is some great organizations and people like Sam and yourself that can help people like that figure it out. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind a of challenge once you, you lose everything. Right, right. A lot of people don't realize that, but you're right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that's that. And, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's no, no big deal. But, and, and you know, and, and we donate some, the, the Odd Fellows donate some money to various charities and stuff, or various organizations in town that need some money here and there. And so it's a, it's a multi purpose thing. They've gone to the Opera House together, they're going to a, uh, a play in Laporte, uh, one of the community theaters there to support them. So it's not only just, um, working and doing oh we clean a couple roads in town uh, i think three miles of roads uh so oh do you guys have a, a road sponsored sign for the odd fellows as well like you do for greg sims yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah it's up near the uh by the walmart up uh near division there uh, oh that's where they need it the most <laughs> <laughs> yeah i tell you what a lot of interesting things get found if you're ever curious what people throw out of their windows go clean up a road in porter county and you'll see some interesting things so yeah. or near walmart <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh but uh well it's funny because i know communities um it's been in the news lately or recently, I don't know about lately, uh, but other communities have had issues with Walmart coming in and um, trashing their parking lot, blowing out under the roads and, you know, carts and other things. And that's kind of a, a stigma surrounding Walmart now. It's usually the roads around them have a lot of flyers and crud on the side. So uh -huh. it's, it's great to hear that you guys are doing that. Yeah, and I guess what gets frustrating is there's a lot of times there's, you know, garbage can five feet away and there's, you know, garbage right in front of it. Like, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, people are people. Um, you know, well, I, I think Walt Disney said, what was it, seven feet or something? You know, when he built Disney World, he said, I want a, a garbage can with it. I think it was, it might have been a little farther than that, but it was within so many feet of every, wherever you're at, there needs to be a garbage can within so many feet. Otherwise, people will throw it on the ground, and that's how they kind of lessen the trash over there. But unfortunately, I'm sure I've not been to Disneyland or Disney World since the '80s. Uh, I'd say 1980. I think 1987 was. Uh, I was one in Cal. I always forget which one's which, but the one in California I was there. And, oh yeah, like '87. Disneyland. Disneyland. Okay, yeah. but yeah, I I don't know. You, you, it's just like anywhere, you know, you got people that just are conscientious about, you know, throwing things away in a proper place. And yet other people didn't care less. It's maybe they, you know, 
who cares about the environment or who cares? It's not my job. Let a janitor or somewhere, if you're in a building, clean it up. You know, it's, it is what yeah. it is, but I don't know. Yeah, you see it everywhere. You're right. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see here. What else is uh, going Oh, the, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I was this past weekend. Um, have you ever heard of Pullman, the Pullman district in uh, on the south side of Chicago? Uh, is that like the Pullman cars, like the rail cars? Exactly. Is that the same guy? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where they were made. And that's, well, they were made for a, a brief period in Detroit and then brought to Chicago. So, um, yeah, we're talking the 1800s, so it was a long time ago. But they had a, once a year, they have a tour of the neighborhood. It's a, actually, it's a beautiful neighborhood right in the middle of kind of some yucky neighborhoods on, on the south, far south, south side. And, uh, they had the the museum. Um, well, yeah, we'll call it a museum. But uh, Barack Obama, when he was president, got it designated at an, as a national park. So you have an area. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. Area he was from too. He, well, he was from the Barack. Yeah, he was from Hyde Park, which is actually believe it, yeah, like a couple neighborhoods over, really. Okay. So okay. so not far from there, and. Um, I mean, realistic. When when Pullman George Pullman built this back in the eighteen hundreds, it was it was fourteen miles um, south of Chicago. Which back then, the center of Chicago was in a different place too. It was really kind of interesting. But now it's it's just a neighborhood of Chicago. So <laughs> kind of cool. But the um, you, you had a chance to go and uh, walk around the neighborhood, and uh, there was. How many, 11, well, 10 houses that you can go and visit, and they were all in a time period, and, and what it was was... Oh, cool. Yeah. Pullman, there was a, a, it started out with, well, a hotel, and we just ended up starting out there, and then you move your way through the neighborhood through these houses, and what was kind of funny is the people that lived in the houses, the nicer houses were for the management and the, you know, the upper people. And then as you go farther out visiting these this neighborhood, the, these are kind of very, I don't know, quaint and uh, small dwellings. And that was for the, you know, the low workers, labor, yeah. <laughs> the people actually making the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, it was interesting. So he kind of did like Hershey did and created his own town for this. Yeah. Or I guess to be another example of. Uh, doing that that's kind of interesting right and and he had script so you got paid in script and he had a they had farms on the property they had um stores so realistically you didn't have to leave the neighborhood but the only negative was you're some people couldn't leave the neighborhood and use money because they didn't have them they had pullman money they didn't have you know, dollars so that's, a, that's yeah. a good way to keep your employees here. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like what they would have done in the 1800s. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the facility was, was massive and he, he had a similar approach to, uh, to business like Henry Ford did. He, nothing really went to waste. He, you know, he hated wasteful things. So, Hey, if we have some extra, whatever, what can we turn that into? Or he had ah. his own lumber yards, you know, for the, the, the cars and stuff. And he made his own hangers and all that things, uh, those things. And it was, it was kind of cool, but you know, again, I'm, and on the, the, I was there on a Saturday and on the Sunday they have a, which would have been better for me quite honestly, but they had a, a an old antique car, um, show as well so people oh you would have loved that yeah. yeah yeah but that's that's you okay. can't get your model you got a model t right yeah 1917 so you can't and I, i'm just assuming you can't drive that to chicago right you'd have to trailer it out there if you wanted to get out there well i mean technically it could it, it only goes 25 miles an hour so oh goodness <laughs> you'd have to make someone mad <laughs> Yeah, you probably would. Um, or, you know, ride in the right lane and see there's no blinkers on the car, no flashers. So you'd oh, have to wow. hook something up. But I would imagine, I don't think I would take it to Route 30, but I don't know how many streets. You, again, you'd have to be really, really creative figuring out how to navigate from Indiana to Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. moment you get into Gary and Hammond and stuff, that's relatively easy because the streets there are you know, 25, 30 miles an hour. So you can do that. But, and then once you get into the city, 
you know, you cross over from Hammond into Chicago, you're you're fine there too. But it's just getting from Valpo to uh, to Hammond to Gary, you know, because you got Maryville, yeah. and, you know, you got streets where Portage, you know, they're going yeah. a lot faster than 25 miles an hour. <laughs> Yeah, your school zone the whole way there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it would be kind of a, I don't know, that would be interesting to, to say you, you drove the car that far. Now, they do have, um, throughout the country, they do have Model Model A or Model T rallies and stuff. But then those have a, a vehicle in front with flashers and a vehicle. And sometimes it's, oh, it's I see. So mm-hmm. kind of like helping the the slow traffic get through areas safely, you know. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But without that, it's yeah, you're you're putting uh, you're putting some things in in risk, I would imagine. And it's just <laughs> it's no big deal. Put it on a trailer. I've got a trailer, and you just haul it away. You know. Yeah, that would be oh, that would be really cool to take out there. So, what happened to Pullman? Is that, are they still making cars? Do they move somewhere? Are they out of business? I, no, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, matter of fact, I met two of the they these and these two guys. Man, they're they're cool, but they're really old. Um, they, well, what I mean by that is they were, 1981 was the last Pullman car that was manufactured. Oh, okay. And these guys helped build that last car. Oh, wow. So okay. that's what I mean. And so they had to been in their forties, you know, uh, in, in, in 1981. So they're, they're in their eighties now, you know, these guys and they're still yeah. talking about it. But what's cool is there was a guy from Amtrak there and and it was an Amtrak car, a sleeper car that was made. And the guy said it's in service on the East Coast. It still is in service. The last Pullman car, and there's others as well. But you know, he was really uh, adamant about yes, that last car because they had a picture of it is still in service because he he checks on it. He's high up in Amtrak, and uh, he oh, said, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, and he said the moment it uh, goes out of service, they're going to bring it back. They're going to bring it to Chicago for display. Oh wow! You know, since it was the last car that came out of the factory, so it's it's kind oh, of oh, that was the last one out of the factory. Okay, Correct. I misunderstood. Correct. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. So, but no, they did uh, they did some uh, city transportation, Boston, Detroit. Um, they said San Francisco, uh, but they also because I asked that question too. I said, well, if you were still, you know, if you transitioned from the old sleeper cars, you know, the luxury ones, what happened? And he said, well, there was competition and. It's people were doing it cheaper than they were, and they just didn't get the contract. So um, it, it just happens. But here's here's one of the, the coolest parts about this story with these Pullmans. Um, when when George Pullman died, he died of a heart attack, and the guy who took over his con- uh, company was mm-hmm. a, was a guy named oh I forgot what his first name is, but Todd Lincoln, um, Lincoln's son, President Lincoln's son. Oh, really took over the Pullman company. Oh and, wow! Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of like some fun history there, you know. I guess I mean I, I'm going to sound really dumb now, but I didn't know uh, President Lincoln had kids. I didn't. Did he have more than one? Yeah, but a lot of them died young. So this, oh. was, this was this might have been the only one that that went into adulthood, but. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I love doing a radio show with a guy that knows history and all this. I mean, <laughs> you were a teacher for, what, 60 years? 34. <laughs> 34. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, so, but it's, you know, those are the cool stories that I kind of like. And that's where, like with history, some people can't stand history because they learned it as facts and, you know, figures and that kind of a thing. And I always learned it as a story. So, you know, it, it's just, I th- always found it's easy to remember and just fascinating you know i can listen to stories all as long as they're interesting you know i mean if it's boring no but right you know know, johnny appleseed johnny chapman you know walking through the countryside uh spreading some apple seeds and and making some orchards and stuff and that guy is buried in fort wayne you know he's got a nice uh nice little i didn't know that yeah 
And that's what it was. When I was young, I had, you know, history and yeah, it sucks. Da, 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 da. And then I would come home and I'd watch the History Channel. That was back when the History Channel was good and actually gave you history. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. And then as I got into high school, yeah. I got some yeah. of those teachers that hooked me and, and had me on the story, you know, and yeah. it's like, oh, wait, I can really dig this. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's, but it's funny you said History Channel. When I was uh, in school, History Channel didn't even exist. So... Oh yeah. goodness! <laughs> yeah, when I was young, it was all World War Two and Vietnam, and you know yeah. they had those. And now it's kind of you know all real life, or what are they? The uh, you know the TV, the Pawn Stars, and all that's like hey, I don't need this garbage. I need to learn history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, and and it's it's cool stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm working on something now for uh, there was a. Uh, a revolutionary war they call it a battle but i'm i'm almost disputing that at the dunes yeah in 1780 there was a wait there was a revolutionary battle out here (laughs) well uh, some people say that and here's why i kind of and i'm probably gonna end up writing a paper or a pamphlet on it but it's um it was a skirmish between (laughs) okay some patriots some american you know colonials that were separating Mm -hmm. from the british crown went in into Michigan and well right by Niles, Michigan, and raided a trading post. They stole a lot of furs. And okay. they got caught near the dunes where there was and they called a fort, but all the indications uh, is is it was a small cabin that had a presidio, which in a lot of people's minds, a presidio is part of a fort. So therefore if this dwelling has a presidio, it must be a fort. And that's just what I was thinking, because I was thinking if, if there's a presidio, because I know what that word means, yeah. that, that's that got to be a fort. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck's yeah. a presidio, Greg? Is that even a round hole? Did you just make that up? No, it is. <laughs> it, it, it's an area around a building, and... Um, yeah. Okay. So, and, and it's a little bit more involved, but to make it easy, it's just it's just an, a way of identifying what is that building or what isn't. You look around and you go, oh, like if there's a high fence or something, it's protected and all that kind of stuff. So, but the the whole the whole bottom line is, and then what happened is these like six people got killed, and then the the British won, uh, and they took prisoners and they took them up to Mackinac Island, which was a British outpost there. So, okay. And that was it. So I sit back and I go, well, it wasn't much of a battle. It was more of like a, you stole some furs, you tried to get back to your safe zone, you got caught, some people got killed and taken prisoner. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. but, hey, but give us in the Doonland community our battle, okay? Our revolutionary <laughs> battle. We, well, well, apparently the British won, so I don't know if we won or they won. Because back then... <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, but but what what makes it cool is you know people didn't realize that theoretically, whenever there's a war going on and there's skirmishes or battles throughout the area, it technically counts. Mm-hmm. Like for example, there was uh, there's evidence of during the Civil War battles taking place in California, and you know between Northern sympathizers and Union sympathizers. Ah, so uh-huh. when you look at that, and you go. Okay, it, it's not common to hear that or to talk about it, but theoretically, since it was a That's skirmish cool. yeah. between two opposing forces, then why doesn't that count? You know, so uh, that you makes know, sense. yeah, yeah. So that's where it's it's just kind of neat. And but I guess you know to tell the story, and you know, I want to get it more out there so that people understand that you know the seventh, you know, the war, uh, the Revolutionary War didn't just take place theoretically on the East Coast with George mm-hmm. Washington, you know, it was, it was in other places and, uh, yeah, that's just how it was. But something most of us probably wouldn't think about. So what do you, when you're talking about writing a paper, what do you do with that? Is that something like you get published somewhere or added to a textbook or yeah. like, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess I would, well, it's kind of funny too, because when I was at, uh, uh, the gift store in the Pullman, um, the, the, the national, uh, museum there, the, mm-hmm. They had a pamphlet of the Pullman from a, a professor from Northwest Indiana wrote it, and it's only about 12, 15 pages. It's got some pictures and some nice wording in it and stuff. So I'm, I, I picked it. As a matter of fact, and I bought it. It was like seven bucks. But part oh, cool. of me, I, I bought it because I'm like, this would be exactly you know what we can do with this story. 
make it small. So it's really, there's not enough information, for, you know, unless we can find the characters and, you know, find out who these people actually were and what their backstory was. And did they come from where in England or France or which Indian tribes were involved, you know, that kind of a thing. And, uh, but I, th I think there's, it's almost going to be impossible to find enough information to turn it into a full-fledged book, but it could be a chapter in a book, you know, that kind yeah. of a thing. Or yeah. a small little pamphlet kind of a thing. So that's or a YouTube I'm, video. That's what I'm picturing. I'm like, I would watch this, Greg. <laughs> I'm not a big reader. I'll be honest. I, I like books on tape, yeah. uh, but I don't have the time or, or the concentration to sit down and read. Now, you get a good history video up there, I can suck that thing down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know what? And, and that's, the, that's the hard part about, you know, whatever anyone's doing, you know, what are you doing to capture the people's attention? Because the mm -hmm. more attention you capture, the better off it's going to be for, you know, your sales or the notoriety or whatever your reason is for making it in the first place. You know, so, I don't know. Just, well, it's just, I mean, you got Greg here. He's a teacher. He's a council member. <laughs> he's uh, a printer. I mean, I, you wear all these different hats. And now to find out you're a writer. I not mean, yet, Greg, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you. I mean, and you're trying out different things and figuring yeah. out where you want to go. I mean, there's. So many different things you can do once you retire. So it's that's awesome. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because I was talking to somebody today, and you know, because they go, "You're kind of young to retire," and I go, "Well, I'm really not that young. I mean, I'm, you know, be 59 soon, but teaching for 34 years, you know, a lot of people only teach; they don't teach that long. So from that standpoint, yeah, you kind of, mm -hmm. you know, you put in your work, you put in your service, you hopefully helped a lot of people learn some cool stuff, and you know, I mean, it is what it is. But then, well, I will say I know you've made a huge impact on these kids' lives because we'll be sitting down in Valpo and we'll go out after a council meeting or whatever. It'll be yeah, Greg and I. We'll yeah. be having some pizza, some soft drinks, yeah. and there'll always be a kid that walks by. Hey, Mr. Shams, how you doing? I miss you. And I'm like, yeah. oh, man, he knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, <That's awesome>. uh, <laughs> I, I, you didn't know I paid them to walk by, and, and I didn't really know. <laughs> you've never met him before? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You know, no. It, it's all it's all good, but I you know it, it's like with everything you can't connect with everybody. That's impossible. But well, yeah, you, you try and do what you can, and you make an impact. Hope try you know. You, well, what we're trying to do is like with school. You're trying to make a better society. You're trying to make good citizens out of people and conscientious you know people that they're going to vote. They're going to you know do be good and they're going to get a job and you know participate in community stuff and and you know don't commit crimes and vote and do all that stuff that, that makes a good society, you know? So school's a big part of that. And, you know, it's all it really is, especially with our low ver voter turnout. I mean, my goodness, you know, it's sad. That always <laughs> dumbfounds me. I, I was in voter registration the other day. We were talking about it because uh, I needed to rent one of the rooms that they have some stuff stored, not rent. I needed to, to get one of the rooms for a, an event mm -hmm. we have in November. But, um, yeah, it, you know, you talk about that, all the energy and all the money that goes into an election, and then for 13 or 14 percent of the population that's eligible to vote, you know, turns out, that's kind of a, a shame, you know? I mean, are things that good that they don't need to vote? Because you, you have a hard time, I have a hard time believing that people just forgot. How do you forget when there's all these advertisements? No, and, you can't. You know, you can't, you would think, I mean, even the liquor stores are closed that day. So <laughs> <laughs> at least for some, some amount of time, Yeah, yeah. but you're a hundred percent right. And it's like, you know, that, that's one of my biggest things. It's like, you cannot sit here. You can't, you can't believe me. It's America. You can do whatever you want, but you really shouldn't sit there and complain and bitch and say how bad the country is. If you didn't turn up come November, you know, if you didn't put your cast your vote and that's very frustrating. And it's like some of the people, you know, I've heard before, well, I don't vote because my vote doesn't count. Okay. Maybe, maybe you can fear somehow state that in the presidential election. Okay. Maybe right. you can take the facts and wrap them and make it sound like that. But on a local election, Every vote counts, and that is the most impactful form of government or level of government mm -hmm. is county and town, in my opinion, and state. Yeah. You know, those are huge. That's impacting you day to day to day. And, yes, the federal government's got military and all this other stuff going on, and, and maybe you're, you don't feel your vote counts as much there. But on a local side, I mean, I lost my election. There was 18,000 votes, and I lost, I think it ended up being nine. Nine votes I lost mm -hmm. by. So, I mean. Yeah. 
It really does. Oh, absolutely. You know, and 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 you're exactly right. It's the only argument we can ever say is for president of the United States because theoretically the electoral college elects them, but right. the, the popular vote is supposed to help influence that electoral college. Uh, but yeah, other than that, every every election, no matter who they are, whatever elected official, is is your vote matters. So. Yeah, and those are the ones that you know on the state level can change the way that we vote or change voting laws and and every I mean they're so impactful on the local level. You've got taxes, you've got the police, the fire. I mean, all these people are reporting up to your county council or mayors, right. and it's it's very important you get the right people in there because those are the ones that will impact you day to day. And if you're not showing up to vote, it's really hard for somebody to take you seriously. You know, if you've got a complaint because. I mean, not not as far as I go or, or you go or public officials go, but I mean, on the street, you know, it's like, well, you didn't even show up to vote. Where were you? Right. right. You know, and it's funny you said that because there was, you know, how they got these next doors and, you know, little little mm-hmm. chat rooms and stuff. There was one the other day that um, somebody was uh, complaining about the, the parking garage in downtown Valpo, you know, and, and we don't need to debate that, whether it's good or bad, doesn't matter. It's being mm-hmm. built, you know, but, yeah. but I, I, I just was peeking at this and someone was saying, well, how does this happen? And I wanted so much to say, well, you know what? If you were, you know, people that are running for local office, like in cities and stuff, you know, they have a big, uh, big part in what buildings get built, what buildings get knocked down, what, uh, you know, what parks come around or we're going to put a, you know, a million dollars into a certain kind of a park and blah, 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 all that stuff. Well, if that's what, if you really care about that kind of stuff, then you need to pay attention who's running for election, and, and or or re-election. You know, if somebody is in office and you don't like what they've done, then vote them out. Get some other buddy in there that that's gonna you know kind of lean the way that you like, and uh, or ask those tough questions. Hey, if you get elected, you know, are you gonna build a massive garage or something? I mean, I don't know. Whatever your deal you're is, right? You're right. But you know, and then, and then of course somebody said. Well, can we reverse it? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way to reverse something like that. You know, <laughs> what what are you gonna yeah. do? So, yeah, I mean, and, and there's gonna be progress too, and and uh-huh. not everybody's gonna agree. And right. you know, I'm not I'm not talking about that specific project in Belpa, but just in general. Uh-huh. You know, there's uh-huh. been quite a few things that we've had, you and I, yeah. where we haven't seen completely eye to eye on it, but we want to see the project move together, and we just got yeah. a little different yeah. view on it. You know, and it's like, well, let's work together, and that's the what happens. Yeah, and and people have an opportunity for input. You know, go to these meetings, and 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 it may not go your way, but at least you were you were heard. You know, and um, well, and that's that's the other thing is none of this is by surprise. You know, uh, I mean, <laughs> for some people, so it there, is. yeah, well, there they is right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just if something's talked about in a meeting, you know, or they're changing something. A lot of times it's it's a public and you just either have right. to show up or watch the video. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, we just went through our bond hearing and there was two readings on that. And I don't know if you remember, but I can't remember anyone speaking for or against it. Nobody showed up at all. Correct. To speak for yeah. it. And right. Twenty five million dollars. But I think, right. you know, it's possible that something like that nobody shows up for because they it's not going to impact their taxes aren't going to go up. It stays the same. So I imagine since it's not impacting anybody, then, then it's okay. Plus we need the upgrades of the jail. Right. No, I, that's why I voted for it. <laughs> I voted for it. There's a reason, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I mean, and, but it's just, you know, you'd like to see people come out and, and at least have some questions asked because then we can actually explain, Hey, it's not going up. You know, this is this, and this is what we're replacing. And this, you know, and we did talk about that in the meeting, but I know it's not always as clear if you're sitting out there. Um, or watching the video, excuse me. So if, if people do have questions for us, they can always email us at the council too, and we can, you know, try to get them answers on, on why we're doing what we're doing sure. and help out. And we get that all the time. We get questions like that. So don't be hesitant. If you've got a question, just email us. Greg or myself are both on the county council uh, right. website, and, and all the council members are, but it's just you and me are on the show together. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and this is, uh, here's a, this is WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. One of your hosts, Greg Sims. The other host, Andy Bozak. He's back from vacation. And, uh, yeah, so we're just, uh, you know, chatting about some stuff here in the, in the town. And, well, here's uh, – we talk about history. Here's something for you, and I'm sure you had no – well, let's see if you knew this or not. 
Do mm-hmm. you know that there's a buffalo farm in Hobart? No, had no idea we had buffalo around here, to be honest. <laughs> all right, I, when some... I was a kid, I thought they were all extinct. So then probably about 15 years ago, I found out that that's a real thing. It's not something that's been extinct forever. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a uh, Ken Burns. Have you ever, uh, since you've watched the History Channel, are you familiar with a guy named Ken Burns? The name sounds really familiar. I'm not okay. sure why. He's a big history. Um, he's a, a, a film producer and stuff, and a lot of his stuff's on Channel 11 or the you know public television and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have a um, – I'm trying to find it here. Uh, they got a, a, a new production on the Buffalo, and it's going to be uh, premiered at the Buffalo Ranch in Hobart. And it's, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's coming up um, – Shoot, when is it? Uh, see if I can. Now I should have turned this, put this up before I even mentioned it, because now. Yeah, you're, yeah, if you're doing it on your phone, you're probably going to hang up on me and disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, possible. All right, here's here's this thing. It's um, oh, it's it's loading. Shoot, uh, it's not going to load very well. It's it's a, an American Buffalo documentary, which for some people that would be kind of boring, I imagine. But um, the this this uh, place in Hobart, it's uh, it's called the Broken Wagon Bison Ranch, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to have a the premiere. It's it's ten dollars because it's a fundraiser too um, for them. But it's um, let's see here. Oh, it doesn't say when it's happening. Um, Yes, oh, I'm sorry. October 20th at 5:30, and then there's going to be another one on Saturday, October 21st at 11 a.m. And it's designed to captivate audiences, providing an intimate exploration of the untamed spirit of the American bison by screening part one of the two-part documentary. So you're only going to see one part of it. Well, that kind of stinks. When, now, what are you uh, supposed to do about the second part? <laughs> I mean. It doesn't sound all that thrilling to me to start with, but hey, that's a really cool thing. <laughs> now it's in two parts. That sounds worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm well, sorry well, if these are your friends. Yeah. I'm not making no, jokes. No, 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 no. I, I don't know who they are. I just, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, well, it was, well, here, here, the Broken Wagon Bison Ranch is a family owned and operated bison ranch in Northwest Indiana. It boasts a population of over 100 majestic bison located Ooh. on 160 acres in Hobart. The Broken Wagon uh, Bison Ranch provides locally sourced bison meat, leather goods, hides, crafts, and more. Now, the event is uh, set to provide a platform to immerse oneself in the rich history and profound significance of these remarkable animals. So, well, yeah, Lakeshore, um, the Lakeshore I remember public meat. Bison are the same as ox, right? That's the same uh, thing? I, see, I thought bison were the same as buffalo, but... Oh, I don't know. I thought they were all the same until you just said that. <laughs> I don't know. No, this I'm not a rancher. Maybe I need to go to this event. <laughs> yeah, so yeah this, is not, this is not my history forte, so I'm not sure. People listening are probably yelling at the radio going, you stupid idiots, what the hell? Don't yeah. you know? Have you never played Oregon Trail? <laughs> I never did. You know why? Because, uh, because I was teacher. old when it came out. I remember the kids, my students would play it, uh, but I never got into it. So uh, that was addicting. No, that's <laughs> it was very addicting. Oh, okay, yeah, but it's kind of well funny. because you, you you didn't really have computers back then. I mean, you know, like one friend would have a computer, or one. Uh, as a matter of fact, in my elementary school, as a Catholic school, we had one computer or two computers in the computer lab, and that was our computer lab. It was two. Well, you probably had <laughs> one computer for twenty every twenty Bibles. Since yeah, it was a yeah. School. yeah, no joke, no joke. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't have, uh, I didn't have computers until I got to college. Um, wow, wow. Our, well, okay, theoretically in high school, there was a computer area and it was punch cards. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't really, I guess technically it was computers, but I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't call it a computer. And it wasn't until in college when we had a, it was so different. We had to take languages, uh, B- Basic, Pascal, um, Fortran. So uh-huh. it, it actually um, doubled as math classes. So if you if you had to take a math class and didn't want to take calculus or pre-calc or all those, you can take a computer class because it was all about 
simulating oh, yeah. the you know the the code and stuff so yeah i it's, did that it's interesting because i actually learned um q basic and visual basic in high school and it was so helpful to me later in life just to understand you know like um what if statements and and things like mm. that uh, i mean in so many different things not only computers but just understanding life in general with certain things you know and um I find it, I, I think it's super helpful. It's, it was a very basic uh, programming, you know, that was back in the day when you would type it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's even after what you're talking about. <laughs> See, now AI is just going to take over and we're all screwed anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw an interesting video on AI the other day, and, and they were discussing it, and they're like, you know, we're what we're dealing with now really isn't AI. And they were talking oh. about how that, you know, when we use these chat GPTs, really what it's doing is searching things and write, if it, you wanted to write you a text, you know, um, it's basing that off, it's stealing from other people's writings. You know, it's, it's knowledge base is everything that we've put into the internet. So is it really artificial intelligence or is it just, um, a grabber of different information and it's putting it together and spitting it out. I, I mean, it's right. I, I see where they're going, but I, I also saw that point and I was like, Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it as well. Maybe we're not into the scary AI thing that they all are, you know, the news has been talking about for the last couple of years or even Elon Musk with the neural link. So. Yeah. Well, if it, it was kind of funny, we're talking about this because uh, the other day on uh, 60 minutes, they had a bit on, like the, mm -hmm. the founding father or the grandfather of AI kind of a thing. And, oh, and, okay. And he was showing that there's, these two little robots were kicking a little soccer ball. Well, we'll call it a soccer ball, but it was all small scale. Mm -hmm. But they had learned how to uh, kick the ball into the net. And what this guy was saying is they're actually learning, like if they kick it and it doesn't go in, then they learned not to do that again. And they keep going and next thing you know, they're all kicking it in the net. It's like, holy crap. So he, he looked at that and said, they're learning. So it's like, it is an artificial intelligence. And that was kind of spooky. But Yeah, but we're writing that code for them to learn that. And is it learning or is it just running lines of code at that point that you've put in? Yeah, good Which question. it might be just how our brain works too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. That's It's way beyond me. It's just... I don't know. I just kind I of love talking about it. It's really interesting stuff. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, what I kind of thought is I'm watching this. I'm going, okay, if they take over the cars then I still have a, I still have a couple <laughs> non-computerized cars that I'll be driving just fine. Cause uh, <laughs> th th they can put some kind of a sound wave on there to bust up all the computers and my car is still going to zip down the road just fine. So it's I'm, funny cause I'm my, good. my mom, <laughs> the same type of thinking, yeah. um, you know, a little afraid of what AI can do. And my dad recently <laughs> sold his, uh, Nissan little stick shift car that had no computers in it. And she was mad. <laughs> She's like, Josh, I told you to keep that around. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I see both sides here. Mommy got some money, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, when a zombie apocalypse comes, you guys are going to be screwed. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I got a motorcycle, so it doesn't have a computer. <laughs> Either that or my golf cart. It'll be there me in a go. golf cart. Yeah, but it's 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 interesting. I mean, because there there is some truth to that, you know. And um, I don't know. I, I I guess our biggest problem is, and I've I've talked to you know kids in the classroom about this is, we get sucked so much into. I'm not going to call it fake news, but. Yeah. You see something on a movie and it looks so real and you're going, wow, we got to have that. And then in all reality, that's it's make-believe because you know, in, in a TV show or a movie, they can do anything they want and make it, re you know, like they'll, they'll solve a murder in 10 minutes, you know, or in reality, <laughs> yeah. it'll never get solved. But uh, it, it, it's interesting to see, though, how much of the technology that we do see on the screens or hear about is actually real, real or just kind of, you know, fudged a bit to make it appear real. I don't know. You know, you wonder. Well, it's even funny when you kind of watch old shows from the 80s and 90s, um, you know, or movies where they talk about the technology of the future and you're like, oh, we've got that. Or, <laughs> shoot, we don't have that yet. Why don't we have that yet? You know, we were just watching Back to the Future when uh, the second one the other day and my, my six-year-old hadn't seen it yet, Adley. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Hoverboard, we have those now. And I'm like, wait, that's a different hoverboard. It's like this hoverboard <laughs> is not what is in the movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, our our thing was when I was younger, uh, we, we, you know, the Jetsons TV show, and oh, I, yeah. I remember my my oldest brother saying, 
yeah, by the time you drive, that's what we'll be, you know, we'll be floating on air. Tires will be <laughs> insignificant. And we're still nowhere near that. And it's been right. several years since, you know, so. It, but look at the video communications they had in there. I mean, I remember watching that as a kid and I'm, you know, 20 years or 10 years younger than you. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, that'd be so cool to have. And we have it now. So I can imagine what you guys thought when that came out. It's kind of spooky, you know, uh, I guess what really kind of floored me over the the technology is just the 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 quality of the the pictures and the quality of stuff. You know, like where where movies have moved into, like a I'll say Star Wars was. You know, that was mm -hmm. phenomenal when you first see it, and now you see the original Star Wars and you go, man, how kind of cheesy it is because we've advanced so much farther. <laughs> uh, but and, and there's going to be someday where you know, and, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we see it sooner now. You know, like with this strike in Hollywood about the actors and the writers and yeah. stuff. You wonder. You go, okay, so if I'm a, if, you know, this is kind of an evil thing, I guess, but if I'm a, a producer and I'm, I'm having a hard time getting this human being to, to sign a contract for what I want to pay them, maybe I'll just make it, a, I'll make a, a computer person and God. That's you, what they're fighting. That's why they're on strike right now. Oh, is it part, their, of part of the, part of the, well, obviously it's one of, money's one of them, but part of the reason they, they, they're on strike is they don't want AI written material and they don't want their, um, I don't know what it would be called, their likeness, or, you know, if they make a fake, fake Greg, Greg Sims and they, yeah. they can yeah. computer control you, you know, that they don't want them making that without their permission or without the money coming back to them for the, the rights of the resale rights. Well, then what's to stop a producer from just making their own person up, you know, or, or going to some, some normal... There's you nothing know, right now, go, right? Yeah, go walking through a Walmart, seeing the kind of person that they want to put in their movie and say, hey, listen, I like your likeness. Can I, I'll give you, you know, five, $500,000 and, and I'm going to own your image. You know, is that okay? There's oh, nothing. Okay. Right. That's what the actors are fighting. But have you ever seen the show Black Mirror? Uh, I may have once. It's, it's, it's a terrifying episodes, show. right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. different episodes. It's, I think it's a British show or an English show. Yeah. And every episode has nothing to do with the one past or future or anything they're not connected yeah. so you can just watch one but they have an episode like that where um it's in the future and this i believe the lady sells her her likeness to uh, um a company and they start producing a movie about her and oh. it's while she's alive and it's kind of a lot loosely based on her life now so like um i she ends up cheating on her boyfriend or something while it airs in the episode that night <laughs> and her boyfriend is watching it and it talks it kind of talks about wow. that uh george orwell style life of a big brother and stuff it's if you if you're into technology, yeah, yeah you, you would like the show Black Magic because it kind of, or uh, Black, Black Mirror, because it kind, yeah, it kind of shows you some things of of where technology could go, could go, and why it could be so bad. You know, they talk. There's one episode about uh, kind of what China's doing now with the social score. You know, every time you're rude to somebody, you can lose a social point, and that <laughs> has to do with your wow. that's your quote unquote life score, your credit score. You know that that means huh. where you can get jobs, where you can enter, stuff wow. like that. So they're trying to to make their society better by scoring the people's interactions with other people. Yeah, and that's kind of what China's wow. doing now because China has the social score and it's connected to everything. You know, mm. it's connected to bankruptcies and and the way you treat people. And you can lower your the score. You'd you'd have to look into all the details, but yeah. I mean, it's huh. what they're doing right now is pretty scary. Wow. You know, because wow. if we had something like that, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be scored. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get these negative numbers? I'm a good person. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. No, yeah, I, I like I, to keep the score quiet. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if, if that was in if put in place in America, there'd be a lot of people that would either be in jail or be destitute because, you know, manners and morals and ethics in a lot of, I see it a lot of places, <laughs> yeah. it's just way out of whack, you know? And, yeah. But that's a, uh, it's an, I, well, I guess it's, if you've got a society that's really in that much of a decay, I guess, what do you do? You got, you're trying to fix it, I guess. Uh, I, I or guess is it a powerful group <laughs> trying to keep control? And I mean, I'm not talking about uh, yeah. the show, but I'm talking about in China, yeah. you know, there's, 
is that them maintaining the control? We've got audio, we've got visual, we can see all the time. We know what your score is and your score is based on everything, you know, that you do in your personal life. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of you know, big brother I, really I there then. Well, you know, as 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 hate as as much as I'd hate to even slightly admit to this, you know, as the population increases, we're uh-huh. going to have nothing but more and more problems because as more people come into the situation, you're naturally going to get more problems. So what do you do? You, yeah. you know, the government's yeah. got to try and whatever the government is, they're they're trying to to keep order and peace and I don't know, maybe I hope I won't be around to see anything like that, but uh, <laughs> Me too, Greg. Me too. <laughs> But it's, it's well, definitely if we get any more wars in this world going on, because I know another one just started, yeah. uh, none of us might be around <laughs> to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny you said that, because uh, when I was driving up to Whitewater, Wisconsin, um, mm-hmm. there's so much area that is so, you know, a lot of farmland, a lot of, when I say vacant, I don't mean it's not owned, but, you know, there's, there's miles and miles where you're like, wow, there's no house around here. And you're going, there's a lot of open land. You know, I guess while we still have all that open land, we still have an opportunity for people to spread out if they want, and maybe it won't be so nasty, at least in our lifetime, uh, you know, but at some right. point, right. there's going to be a population where, you know, there may not be a, you know, an empty acre anywhere because it's filled with buildings because we have so much population or whatever. I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it's, and again, we only have 300, what, 330 million Americans and but China and India is over a billion. I mean, that's, right. that's crazy in itself. It I, really is. You know, so I guess we're still, we're okay for a while. And, uh, but, uh, and who knows how much longer, I don't know. I try not to think about that. You know, when people complain about Porter County, you know, getting uh, more people and blah, blah, we're, we're still okay. You know, it, yeah. We are. We don't want to turn into... A Lake County where it just exploded. You lost all your farmland and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, though. We do have to grow. We just have to grow. Control. Right. We have to have control over our growth. And I think Florida County's done a pretty dang good job of that. So far, it seems like, yeah. Uh, and again, you can't please everybody, but hopefully you make it to where, like we said earlier, you know, people have an opportunity to go to meetings and talk to people and uh, be a part of the the situation or be aware of the situation and if they don't like something they have the right to speak up and if it's a an elected person that you didn't like what they did then do what you can to try and get them if they're running for re-election then get them ousted you know or yeah or run against them shoot right <laughs> yeah put put the application in and run absolutely yeah we because we didn't talk about that you know how, how about you know getting engaged yourself in the process by see see an elected uh position and say, I think I'd like to do that, or I would be good at that, or why can't I do that? Well, yeah, go ahead. You're 18. And it's not as hard as you might think. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was terrified when I first got involved, and <laughs> I was like, I don't have enough gray hairs, I'm not old enough, you know, oh. I don't have enough money. Uh, there's so many different reasons that I try to talk myself out of running, and I'm thank goodness I didn't. Try, try running yeah. for state office and see how. <laughs> <laughs> now my, I don't have enough grades yet. <laughs> I'm getting there. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's all crazy. That's why, you know, that's the. Unf- I, I will tell you, that's one of the evil things about the higher levels of, of political offices. It almost seems like you've got to be rich to even be considered anymore. Yeah. And that, that I, I think is very shameful um, because there's a lot of middle class and even lower than that, you know, that, that would be wonderful people in offices, but since they don't have a money behind them, uh, you know, it's, it's really tough, but. Well, it's, it's, it's tough. Not only for that, you're a hundred percent right. But then you also are taking a job, which I don't know. I think state senators are like what? 55,000 or something. Oh, I think it's less than that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a full-time paycheck. I mean, it's a full-time job. Right. So you not only have to have the money to run on a state office, but then you also have to be able to either take time off of work, uh, have a job flexible enough, or be now working two jobs. So, I mean, there's a lot to it, and there's a reason why it's not attractive to a 30-year-old, you know, or a 35-year-old. Right. It's hard. And and why some of them are, a lot of them are retired 
you know, that they're yeah. like, okay, uh, this is my, and then, but then see, I see the, the kind of negative there that you got a lot of old people making decisions for a lot of younger people that yeah. they don't identify with. You know, right. that's another thing. It's like, huh. So I don't know how you make that all work, but you know, Hey, if there's something you do need there, a balance, I don't want a bunch of old people making decisions. I don't want a bunch of young people. <laughs> I don't want a bunch of guys. I don't want right. a bunch of women. I want, Half and half, you know, right. I want equal sure. representation. Well, I mean, a perfect world, half and half, but. No, you're right. That's why I love our council. You know, we, we've had women on that council and they, they're, they're, they've got such a great, uh, or a different perspective than we do at certain things on certain things. And we can deal and, and figure out the best solution for the county at that point. You know? Well, that's where diversity, yeah, you, when you got different perspectives. And, and you're right, and mm-hmm. diversity doesn't necessarily mean, you know, color. It, it, it's age, it's gender, it's, it's a mixture of all that stuff. It's a mm-hmm. economic, you know, background. Somebody who's rich, you know, somebody who's, very true. You know, who's not struggling, but, you know, who, who knows what it, it, their money means more to them. You know, they can't just go out and buy a Mercedes if they want to. They've, mm-hmm. you know, and... And all that stuff, but it's it's you're right because if we're representing, because we unfortunately, you know, people don't like to admit it, but you know, we've got a big of a drug problem in the county, we've got a homeless yeah. problem in the county, we've got you know all these things going on, and if you're you know if you're an ultra elite, you don't tend to see those things because you're not hanging out in the areas that would see it, so you think it doesn't exist. Therefore, why would I have to deal with it? You know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's so wrong because you know, we we gotta. Good and bad. We got to look at everything and everybody, and and see what works and what's not working, and what we can tweak, and have conversations with people that may not have gone to Harvard, like you know maybe you did yeah. or whatever. And you know mm-hmm. it's like okay, or going to Ivy Tech is just fine, or not going to college at all. That's fine. Perfect. You know, right? You know, and but uh, we're always striving to improve, and that's what we should be doing as a society, and that's what you should be doing as a, an elected official. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you made a decision five years ago and voted for something and, and it ain't working right or it ain't working the way that you had planned, then change it. Fix right. it. Let's go. Let's do it. And that's that's what I like about our council now is we've got our, our we're, we're melding into uh, a good uh, force to, to move stuff forward. You know? Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, we have open minds and, and we were listening and um, seems to be some cooperation and again we may not get along on everything and it's impossible to no, get along yeah. on everything but uh you know a little bit of give and take and and we can sit down and and be civil you know mm-hmm. uh, so yeah and uh speaking of civil we only got a few minutes left here uh this has been wvlp 103.1 fm porter county buzz uh one of your hosts greg sims the other host andy bozek and uh yeah we best uh, nice little catch up catch-up day, so to speak, on some stuff. And hopefully the next time we're on the radio, one of us are a billionaire because we won the lottery. Yeah, I got to play to play. I know, me too. I I don't even know how much the ticket is anymore, but I put a couple bucks in my pocket, and if I remember later, I'll grab one. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, it'd be Hey, if we do, if one of us wins... Let's let's make a, a pact now that we keep the show going. The other whoever wins has to fund the show, though. <laughs> I, I, I think that would be an acceptable uh, uh, trade off there. Yeah. <laughs> We're putting the studio at your house if you win. By the way, <laughs> oh my God! Well, it'll be a roving studio because I'll be traveling the world. Ooh, I think. yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, as much as people talk about that, you know, you wonder. You win a. You know, you get a whole boatload of money. What would you actually, you know, how much would your life really, really change? You know, and yeah, it'll change a bit. I mean, you don't have to worry about money and stuff, but I don't know. You know, I wouldn't go buying these million dollar mansions and go get a, an airplane and I probably wouldn't, but uh, I might buy another car yeah. or two. <laughs> My biggest fear in life, and I think I would go into more, um, you know, giving back to the community because what else am I going to be fulfilled with then? You know, I don't have to work to do my, to make my money. So now I just change into who I am. Cause I thought about it. And yeah. personally, I think if I win a lot of money like that, it's just, it's not good. That's going to ruin my life. <laughs> I know. And, and you hear people say that, but then I'll be one to say, yeah, give it to me. Then I'll, I'll try. I'll see, I'll see if it yeah, I'll, give it a shot. I'll, I'll take the bullet for you. You know, see, uh, I don't need to be a billionaire. <laughs> Someone just got to break me off, you know, 50,000, a hundred thousand. I'd be, I'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> enough to, 
pay your bills and and be comfortable for however many years you got left. You know that kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't mind working. I just uh, yeah, I'd like to be a little nicer off. I'd like to <laughs> afford. Better Christmas decorations. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and maybe a, a truck that doesn't have pink stripes on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a house big enough to store all the Christmas decorations and kids. There you go. But uh, but anyways, well, that's uh, that's really all the time we got uh, for today. We will uh, uh, be back next week and uh, have another awesome episode. And until then, uh, well, I'll say goodbye. What do you say, Andy? Have a great week, everyone. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. All right. See you.